Hamudar Namichaver, somebody who made a vow from his friend, not to benefit, Lifnei Shavias, and he did so prior to the Shemitah year, and he heard the Soksadeu, he's not allowed to go into his field, and in addition, he can't eat from the, that which is leaning out from the field. Uva Shavias, uh, when and on Shvias, Eino Yorlis of Sadeu, you're not allowed to, still not allowed to go into his field. Avalochel Menatios, Hanotos, but you are allowed to go out and eat from the stuff that leans out beyond his field. Okay, Nodar Menu Machel of Nishvias. If he says he won't eat, um, that's before Shvias, so then he could, Yorlis of Sadeu, he could go into his field, Veinochel Menaperos, and he can't eat from the fruit. But if it is Shvius, then he could. Okay, we'll see what's going on over here because it's kind of unclear what's exactly the case. Um, but Shvius, the land becomes hefter, um, right? It's, right, so right, exactly, exactly. If he had an enter, well, he should be able to avail himself of that. Right, exactly. So that's exactly the discussion over here, and we're going to see some machlokas, kind of, or things. Seems to be a machlokas, so we'll get to it one step at a time. What's the? Is the? It's really hard to understand the mission. Is the mission is the first case of the mission talking before Shvius, or is it talking only during Shvius? But he made the vow prior to Shvius, uh-huh. and then it's and it's going to have an effect even during Shvius. So we'll see. So Rabbi Shmuel Damit it's terming the terminology is. Uh, um, uh, this is. Um, right, okay. Nechasim, oh, one second, I have to get the words right. Nechsei, Nechsei Olecha, okay. Nechsei Olecha, if he says, my Nechasim, he was very clear that he's saying, what belongs to me is permitted to you, Lifnishvius. So then, in Yor the Sosadeu, Veno Menonotos. You're not allowed to um, go into his field, and you're not allowed to eat what's leaning out. And that's true even after when Shvius comes. So the, up until Shvius, it's in force? No, it extends even, even into Shvius. Oh, it says into Shvius itself? Yes, even into Shvius. No. Arrives. Oh. Even though Shvius came, you remain prohibited. That's even though you use the terminology of my food, and as soon as the shvius, it's not his. Right. Doesn't matter. We understand that what he means is he's trying to prohibit him from benefiting from the fruit at all. And while and and, and it is his. While it is his, you know, that's a story. Right. But. Yeah. But it's not his anymore. I understand that. So. We ignore the fact that... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Don't worry. All the questions will be addressed. Whether answered, I'm not saying, but they will be addressed. (laughs) What we're saying is is that the person has a power to uh, prohibit something even after after it's no longer his. As long as he's making... As long as it is his while he's making it prohibited, uh-huh. it remains prohibited. It can make it prohibited even beyond that. That's what we're saying. According to, this is the talk. Huh? This is Rav and Shmuel saying this, uh-huh. and they're saying it in a case where even though he worded it in such a way, that might indicate that he only means it to be prohibited while it's his. 
because he said, Nichsai, my property is prohibited for you. Okay. Okay. But if the vow was made during Shvius, he still can't walk into his field. But but basically the point being is the only thing that he has power over is the location, the entrance to the field. But what's leading outside the field, he can still eat. That's how Rabbi Shmuel explaining the Mishnah. Rabbi Yechon and Shlakish they both say no. Nichsi alecha. If you say it that way, lift Nishvis before Shvis, and you're the Sotsadeu, Fein Ochel Menonotos. That's only before Shvis that that's true. Okay? He gives Shvis, but once Shvis kicks in, in other words, that's. That the Isser is only before Shvius. This is their way of looking at it. Rabbi Yochanan Mishlakish, you following? Yeah, but he gives Shvius, and you're the Sosadeh. You're still not allowed in this field. Abel Ochalu Notos. Meaning it's going on the same vow. Okay? If someone vows that the other person cannot benefit from my field, why does the person uh, who he's against even care? It's, his, it's not his vow. Uh, let me go take uh, fruit during uh, Shvius. You know, I don't care about someone else's vow, particularly someone who doesn't like me. Okay, right. So that you understand your question. Right? That, that's not how it works, but what belongs to him, and he says is that, that his stuff is permitted to you. Okay, so he can prevent... It is permitted to you. Yeah, so that's trespassing, and he can prevent why well, he owns it, but once it's Shavias, uh, so we'll it's to, not trespassing. So we'll, we'll get there. And I don't we'll care about his vow. That's, that's, you're saying he's the only one who made the vow. Yeah. So what he cares care? about the right. Yeah. But, but he the, cares, but obviously the person maybe a little bit vowing against yeah, probably well, care First less. of all, it's not, you're right, but it's not really true because we are all responsible for each other's mitzvahs, so you can't just cause a person to transgress the Torah. So oh, he did it by vowing. Yeah, well, he created the Torah, the, the law. But the point being is, is that that would be, uh, it's on me. I'm causing him to have, a, to have a transgression. Anyway, so this is, again, so, what's the, so right now we understand what it sounds like we're saying, okay, we're in this iteration. So Robin Schmoller are saying that when you prohibit it before, it extends even beyond and uh, Rabbi Yochanan Mishlakish says, no, that prohibition is only from before, but after, into the Shviyas, if this is not there anymore, as far as the f- eating of the fruit, maybe only as far as entering the land. That, uh, that's what seems to if, be the... If fruit came from the, from the field by someone else, they brought it out, can that person eat it then? Um... <sighs> You know what I'm saying? If that might be part of the. Well, let's finish yeah. the thought. You know what I'm saying? Let's finish. Because we're not, we're not done yet. Okay. It's something about entering the field. Well, right. right. If all the fruit is hefker and shoes, then to come in. What's the problem? Yeah, but if you ask it before it's hefker, does that isa remain? That's what seems to be the machlokas. And that's what the Gemara is asking right now. Lema, that's the seemingly, that's the argument here. The Ravish Mosavri Adam Oser Dabar Shabrishuso. So a person has the power to prohibit what is his even post it being his. Meaning, for instance, if I say this car is forbidden to you to step foot in, and then I sell that car to another guy, you remain usher to it. That's the question. Okay? You following? That's the example. Right? Um, 
And that's what Rav and Shmuel say. For Rav Yechav Shlakish, Rav Yechav ain't not the Mozart Dabisha Bishusel Rishnitzim Mishusel. Not that you can't do that. Okay, that's what it seems to be. What their dispute is, because we understand that during Shemitah it is out of his rishos. Okay, now Frag the Gemara, but this is this true? Me equal Amandi Amar. Does that make sense? Is there anybody who holds in Adam Ozer Dabrish Mishusel Lachshetzim Mishusel that it's not in a man's ability? To prohibit what's his, even beyond it being his, even after it leaves his domain, in Cain, if that was true, um, then they should have worded the words in a more clear way, which is where they, where he explicitly stating these, this property. In other words, he didn't say my property; he said this property which indicates that he doesn't mean it only while it is. He means it even beyond that. Let him say it specifically in that case, and it will surely be an issue if he says it was mine. That's one point. And furthermore, we have a mission of a that it's in the man's power to do this. You have the power to do that. Because the mission says, man tells his son, you are forbidden from benefiting from me. Mace, once he dies, he inherits him. Because that's not called benefiting from him. Because it's only benefiting from him while he's alive. Afterwards, it's Yerusha, and he gets the Yerusha. But if he explicitly states that you can't benefit from me during my life, nor into my death, nor after I die, then uh, if he dies, you cannot, you won't inherit him. Right? So, um, um, so that's, the, that's what, what does that sound like? In Meislo Yerushenu. He, Mamish doesn't, he can't benefit. So, I, it's no longer the dead man's, once he's dead, he doesn't own anything, right? That's what we say. You don't take anything with you because it's not yours anymore once you're no longer alive. So, and yet, the child won't inherit him. So, uh, doesn't that actually mean um, that you have the power to prohibit even beyond your ownership. So the man says, you're absolutely right, but the difference over there is, is that he was explicit. We don't assume that you mean to ask for something even beyond your ownership. Even if you say the, these things, but still we're stuck over here. So the Gemara says, you're right. If he's very clear, Meaning, well, I don't mean very clear, but he's saying he didn't say a terminology indicating that it's while it is. He said these, this property, okay, is prohibited to you. All right, that everybody would agree that it's prohibited even beyond, even once it leaves his domain. Right? <coughs> that even even Rabbi, even Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish would agree to that, because that's what the words mean. The question is, how do you understand when a guy says it's my my property is forbidden to you? What is he? What's the understanding of his statement? That doesn't matter what he's saying. If he means that it should be prohibited to him forever, not only while it's his, even in Tishmitah. and if that's within his capacity to control. Then that's what he means. It doesn't matter how we worded it. Whether he said this property or my property, he 
means the same thing. He means it should be prohibited even beyond. Okay? That she does, Rav and Shmuel, Rabbi Yachrish Lakis, Rabbi, no. If he would say, Nechasimelu, you're right, Adam Oser, Nechsai, but if he says, my property ain't Adam Oser, nobody answers, uh, nobody mean he doesn't, we don't assume, in other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, we look at the wording. If you said the word Nichsai, then you mean only while it's mine. If you say Nechasimelu, then you mean beyond. Okay? Fred the Gemara, Mi'ikla, Mandi Amar, Loshnan, Nechasimelu, Loshnan, Nechsai. Is there anybody that doesn't make a distinction between the two wordings? But tonight we learned in the Mishnah. A vow that to your house I will not enter. Your field that I should take. Okay, meaning he prohibited himself from uh, from other guy's stuff. Okay, I am a vow. Right, he made a vow not to not not to walk into his house. Not to uh, take by his field, whatever it is. Um, mace. What if the guy dies? Oh, Shemachro, or he sold it. Le'acher to somebody else. Mutter, then he's allowed. That's because he said, your house. It's not yours anymore. I now need to prohibit myself in that circumstance. If he specifically stated to this house that I would enter, or to this field that I buy, doesn't matter if he dies or sells it to somebody else, it remains. In other words, everyone is moda that we look into the nuance of expression. If he says yours, then he means only while it's yours. If he says the field itself, then it means the field itself, even when it's no longer yours. So the we look. becomes a covenant that runs with the land. It becomes encumbrance on the property forever. It's for, you have to realize oh, over there we're 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 pulling the wool over your eyes over here because we're a man can prohibit himself from anything. So it's to me only. It's not an encumbrance on the property. It's an encumbrance on me. Yeah, I'm bound to the property. I'm locked out of the property. So once sold, but, but I'm the one who made the vow. You understand? Yeah. Once the property is sold, he has no control over it. I, no, we're talking about me. Me, the prohibit. I'm prohibiting oh. myself. Oh, you're that's right. what I'm saying. That's the case over there. That's why it's not that's the same. Else. That's not the guy on his own property. But you're right. right. While it's mine, you can create an encumbrance. Yeah. While it's mine, but that's not the the case over here. Is where uh, I'm talking about your property. I'm saying I'm not something put into that house. If I say that house then you could sell it to somebody else mm-hmm. and it's still prohibited. If I say your house, then once it's not yours, then it's fine. Okay. But, we, but the point being is we always look at the wording. That's the thing. Go back to the wording, see what he says. Okay? So that's the kasha. How can it be a dispute over here? Because everybody agrees that if you word it, the wording makes all the difference. That's the kasha. Ella, so we're now finally up to the pshat. Ella. Ki ami they're not even arguing. Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish were talking where he said, my property, okay, is prohibited to you. So that's why you can eat after Shriyas, because it's not mine anymore, okay? And Rabbi Shmuel, ben and Rabbi Shmuel were talking about a different case. They weren't going on the same case. They're talking about this property is prohibited to you. This property is still this property. And even though it's no longer his, it remains prohibited. And they're not even arguing, basically. Um, that's the final, that's the final outcome. Now, we said, Now, the question is, what's the difference? Normally, right, you cannot, just because, you know, if I'm allowed to help myself to your fr- the fruit 
of the of the field, so then I should be allowed to walk into the field to take the fruit. That's part and parcel of that allowance. Okay, so what's the deal? So why am I allowed to eat from the that which is leaning outside the field? Because the Paris are hefker, are nami afkara. The land itself is hefker as well. So what's the deal? Why is this a problem? That's the kasha. So the answer is amrula ba'omdin ilanos We're talking about with the trees are already leaning over the border. What Ula is talking about is this. You're right. If that if you need to enter his field to access the fruit, you are entitled to walk into his field to access the fruit because that's part of the allowance. But if the fruit is available without stepping foot on his property, then you have no right to go into his property. You understand? The right to the property is limited to enable access to the fruit. But if you don't need it for the access to the fruit, you have no right to walk in. So if all the trees are leaning outside, then you have no right to go inside. That's what's going on over here. That's how Ula explains it. Rav Shem ben no, if he stays too long. In other words, that's what the issue is. He walks in to help himself to the fruit. He has a right to walk in and walk out. If he's going to dilly-dally, he's going to just sit around and relax there, that's a problem. Because then it's not necessary for the access of the fruit. Similar idea, but that's the, uh, it's interesting how, how we, we do, we, we, the allowance of Shemitah is a very, very limited allowance to strictly the accessing of the fruit and nothing beyond that. And that's in what and comes out, out from it. In and out, right. In and out. And that's why, it, it normally, if there's no vow, so, okay, he's not going to make a big deal about it, you know, so you go in, help yourself, and we don't make a distinction. But where there is a vow, so then he's makbid on you doing anything beyond what the letter of the law requires, okay? And that's where what's going on over here. And that's where we'll stop. We'll take it, uh, stop it over here. And... What, what about the, 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 the no-bill? 